right, welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts, and thank you for all that you do to make this podcast possible. I am Frank Goodman. And Martha. Martha, how are you? I'm good. How are you, cousin? I'm doing fine. Martha, before we get started today, and since today is a Sunday, Mm -hmm. what do you remember most about Sundays when you were growing up? Okay, I'll try to keep it short. Okay. But Sundays was always church first. Mm-hmm. So we'd get up early and go to church. And then my mom would come back and make breakfast, big breakfast. Mm-hmm. Get everything, grits, gravy, sausage, whatever you needed, mm-hmm. eggs, everything there. Spread out, right? Right. But the most interesting and fun thing was after breakfast, we'd all gather around and my mother would read the funny papers, what mm. we call the funny papers. Mm. They're comics today. Right. right. Or, you know. But we, she would sit and she'd read that to us. And we'd all laugh at the little comics that were in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And I think it was her way of entertaining us, you know, because we didn't go out on Sundays mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. So I think that and reading the Bible. After that, she would read a story from the Bible and we'd talk about that. So that was my... Sunday growing up. And what about you? What was your <laughs> I can recall I can recall going to church mm-hmm. which was Rose Hill Baptist Church. It was in East Highland where okay. my father and my grandmother where that, that clan lived. Okay. And after church there was a store at the end of the corner behind the church and there was a house behind the church. And that house behind the church belonged to my my aunt, my father's sister. Okay. And we would go to her house every Sunday, and I called her Aunt Rufus, but her name was actually Rutha. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so all of my life, I knew her as Aunt Rufus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I can recall that there was, that? yeah. She let you do that. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody called her Rufus as far as I was concerned. That's the way they pronounced it. So, so you know, I always called her Aunt Rufus. and okay. But I never knew that was my father's sister. I just knew okay. that she was Aunt Rufus. But okay. no one ever no one ever told me, hey, that's your, that's your father's sister. So I never knew. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the only other thing that I will just recall for this episode is is mentioning how the radio station would not play secular music until after one o'clock. Okay. So from morning until one o'clock, they will only play church or gospel music. Right. So we would get home and always say, Okay, all the way to one o'clock. <laughs> so, okay, so, we, so you get to that regular music. Yeah, so we can get to the to the regular music. So that's what I remember about Sunday. You know, so what's on your mind today, Martha? Well, you know, I got a bit on my mind. You know, okay. we we talk often, and I'm going to say, you know, this week I was feeling a little lethargic, mm-hmm. but like always, when you call, somehow you manage to prompt a discussion that not only lifts my spirits, but renews me as well. Right. And I can only say thank you for that because that's a godsend. Mm -hmm. But this week I got to thinking about things that I 
of observing. And I'm, I'm a person that likes to watch people, watch things, events as they occur. And when I was online reading oh, over the last six months, I, I see that daily in my reading, there'd be something talking about some giant snake that they captured hmm. somewhere. And usually it was here in Florida. Right. And I got to wonder why they're always telling about some giant snake. Mm-hmm. You know, where somebody captures this one snake. But in reality, you know, there's probably hundreds of thousands of snakes just like that one. Right. But they never tell you the cause of why we have such a large population of snakes hmm. in Florida. And that's because of human beings. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have any rules about not bringing foreign snakes to our shores. And we don't have any rules about what you're supposed to do when the snake gets too big for you to handle. Right. People take that snake and they just throw it out in the backyard somewhere. And that snake goes somewhere and finds, I guess, a another one that somebody threw out. And then they start to populate. Right, right. And, you know, that got me thinking that here in Florida, particularly, the pythons... A invasive species of of snake has wiped out almost all the animals in the Everglades. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that and nobody's talking about this. Nobody mentions it right. except that they captured the one because of the size and how many eggs it carried. Right. I'm thinking that it's taken out most of the native species in the Everglades. My goodness. And thought is when they finish knocking off all the animals, what's next? Right, right. You know, so I think about those things. But anyway, that's just me. I have a a quirk about that. Mm -hmm. So we enjoy these snakes and we import them and then we release them and then we just treat it as plain old news. Mm -hmm. This got me thinking about us as a people. Okay. You know, it got me thinking about my first home that I had. I had a beautiful front lawn. Gorgeous. Now, be patient with me because I, there's a message I'm trying I'm, to get through. I'm with, my head. I'm with you. And I went out and bought everything I could to make this lawn beautiful, keep right. it beautiful. Right. But, you know, I'm a city girl, so I only know about glow, growing flowers mm-hmm. and pulling weeds. Hmm. Well, as time went on, this lawn got browner and browner. The grass all but died. And I'm like, well, I'm using everything I can hmm. maybe I'm using too much. Right. So one Saturday morning I go and I see that my neighbors have a some men that are working on her yard, and these African American men were there doing the lawn. So I went over and I asked them. I said, "Look, can you take a look at mine?" And the guy turned around and he says, "Yeah, sure." And as it turned out, what I thought were African American men were in fact Shinnecock Indians. They are the Indians that are found in Long Island, and they're known for taking care of all of the manicured golf courses in the in the golfing events mm-hmm. in Long Island. Okay, so this man comes and he looks at my lawn and he picks up what was left of the grass right. and he looks under and he says, "Miss, you've got grubs and slugs eating all your grass." Right. And I said, what the heck is a grub? Right. Don't remind you, I'm a city girl. Mm -hmm. I don't know about grubs. Mm -hmm. So I hired him right on the spot. I said, look, 
take care of my lawn. And he left me with the most beautiful lawn you can imagine. But this just makes me think about us and how things appear to on the surface. And then when you look at them, it's not really the facts of the reality of it. All right. It's like you say, there are promises made and always consequences to those promises. Mm-hmm. We've talked extensively, you and I, about the many stories of promise and loss that we as a people have faced. Right. But what about the many successes that have occurred in our families, even in our own families? For some reason, we tend to ignore those success stories and replace them with historical stories of someone that we don't even know that's not part of our family. Mm -hmm. I say given to it. Those stories are actually given to us. And I say they're given to us because the ones who present the narrative are not usually the ones who are in control of the narrative Mm -hmm. are usually the ones who are in control. Right. It is them or they that tell that story in the version of history that they say happened. Right. Real personal histories come from those family stories and narratives that we hear within our own families. Mm-hmm. And they've always been slugs and snakes and grasses, some of them without legs, some with them legs. It's like Bill Withers said. When he sang the song, Grandma's Hands, there might be snakes in that grass, Billy, so don't run so fast. Hmm. So, but I got to thinking about this, and I got to thinking about warnings, because that song was really about cautioning him. And I said, where do we get our warnings from now? And who's providing the warnings? Mm -hmm. And every day we focus on things that are important to us, but Frank, not necessarily important to our survival. Right. The connection that are needed to tell us what's safe and what's not safe is obscure now. The old school folks could tell you by looking at the sky what time of day it was and whether it was going to rain. But right now, as I read and I watch, I see the laws enacted in state houses across the nation that affect our daily lives of which we have no knowledge of until we face the reality that our rights that we assume we had are gone. Mm-hmm. It's like women with the right to to bear birth, give birth whenever they want and not be um, controlled. So I look at this and I said, the news media, well, you know, they do have a purpose. When I grew up, the new, they used to inform you. But now they're not about informing you or warning you. They're about just making you entertained with the stories about those snakes and slugs that are happening. Right. You read the stories and you think, wow, that's that's amazing. That's, you know, something I never heard. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, you're being blindsided by the changes in the narrative of your life when laws are passed that control and prevent you from living the American dream. Mm -hmm. And I thought about that phrase, the American dream. It's an interesting phrase that we use because a dream is not reality, although it may seem like it when we're dreaming. Hmm. Now they want to fight and they want to tell us, don't be woke and keep us from waking up mm-hmm. so that they can remain in control of that false dream 
that they've created. I believe, sometimes when I think about it, Barnum and Bailey might have been the one that said it. There's a sucker born every minute. Hmm. We've been suckered <laughs> by the kind words to be patient and wait, suckered by the new and exciting things that distract us from the goals that long that our ancestors long waited for long waited for a long time to have. And I thought about we're allowing our minds to be coerced in a way infiltrated and controlled by what we see and hear. And we never think to question if in fact what we see and what we hear is real and is there an intention behind it that we can't see. We don't question. Hmm. For example, technology is a wonderful tool. We talk about I and you know talk about all the new AI things that are going on. And I thought about technology is great, and we've seen, but we've seen the negative impact of it as well. Right. While we complain that we can take it for granted how these things are. Technology is here to stay, and our young people are versed in technology, but not in life experiences. And they look to us to guide them and give them direction. And in some cases, I think we have not accepted that mantle Mm -hmm. that comes with being an elder and a guide. None of us can be certain of what we will see when we explore new territory. But we should always be aware of the possibility that things can sometimes be good or bad. As an elder, it means taking responsibility to try and teach what to look for during the travels of life. Mm -hmm. It's like when we were younger, our parents took us on a long trip. Then they spent weeks sometimes preparing for that journey. Even a short trip to the park. Your parents would prepare. They'd ensure you had enough food to eat, a warm shelter or a warm sweater or jacket, an umbrella, and maybe even a blanket if you stayed late. Right. My observance today that we as people, we're on a journey without preparation. We're playing survivor. You know, that's another reality that's not real. Hmm. And often... Our children are far away from home, or some of us adults are far away from home without the benefit of a helping hand. And technology is slowly creeping into our everyday lives, and while helpful, it's still invasive, like those slugs and snakes, and it should be treated with respect. I love Alexa. Uh, you know, we I don't have one, but I listen to my relatives with their Alexa. And she does everything they ask. Sometimes she gets tested with them. And we neglect to realize that she's an invasive entity that we're allowed in our home who never sleeps, listens to everything you do and speak. And even our televisions, if they're smart TVs, have a listening audio device built within. The cell phones that we use daily, they have listening devices to help us. But the technology is not only helping us, but it's learning from us. So we're learning, we're being spied on in a way that's subtle. Now, I'm not against technology at all. In fact, I like technology and I'm fascinated by it. Mm -hmm. 
But I know that for us, the battle that we need to win and the goals that we need to reach is equality and freedom, true equality and true freedom. And it will require not only technology, but our cooperation with one another. Sometimes I think it would be nice if everybody was on the same page of change. Hmm. The lack of cohesiveness and being on the same page, that didn't stop progress for our ancestors. It also didn't get us over that goal line, but we did not obtain the full expanse of citizenship. We can see throughout history, whenever our people have met a struggle, there's always been consequential forces of those in opposition, even amongst our own. But that did not mean we stopped progress. It just means we look for better tools and better ways to succeed. You know, my mother taught me very young, when an opportunity knocks but once, and when it does, grab it. But to grab the opportunity, you must first be aware of it, for it might not come around again. Right. And we constantly lock ourselves away into the following new fad and shiny object that's thrown at us. And we're not aware of the snakes or the opportunities. So I think we probably need a new pair of glasses so that our vision can be clear hmm. and we can read the signs before the things happen. That's but, enough said. But, you know, um, you said a lot of interesting things, like always. <laughs> but towards the end, you were talking about you have to be prepared for that opportunity. That's right. It comes around once, right? Right. But when you said that, that made me think about Jesus Christ. I'm always telling people, don't worry about numbers. I don't I don't worry about numbers mm -hmm. because we had the most powerful man that lived. And he could have summoned everybody to follow him and they would have. True. He had the power to do that. But he decided to just ask you. If you were willing to put down everything you're doing and follow him and he will make you a fisher of men. Right. Now, based on my reading, he only gave you one opportunity. <laughs> That's true. Right. He, he didn't say, OK, I'll tell you what you said. No, today, but I'm coming back next week and no. I'm going to ask you again. Right. He, he mm -hmm. asked you once. Right. And you had to make a, a decision then about following him. So when True. you talked about a, a an opportunity coming by once, I'm talking about the ultimate opportunity that came mm -hmm. by so many people. Mm -hmm. And we don't know how many people he asked the question to and how many people turned him down. Right. So you, you made me think about that. Right. Then I thought about, Towards the beginning of your episode, mm -hmm. you you were talking about how we record history and how we talk about history. And because I got involved in genealogy in my 30s, mm -hmm. I never really put my family members in the timelines of history. So I have been challenging people ever since then that when you talk about 
African-American history, every African-American, and you all have heard me say this before, every African-American should know one person, at least one person, that lived during the period of slavery. We all should know that one person, and you can identify that person. But because we have been saying all of our lives, well, you know, the records have been destroyed. You don't understand. If you find the 1880, the 1870 Mm -hmm. census, you will find that individual who was born 1830, 1833, 1840. Mm -hmm. You will find those individuals that were born during the period of slavery. Mm -hmm. You should know that. Yes. So as you continue to identify people in your family, you should place those people in every single timeline in history. So when you talk about Reconstruction, you can say the name of someone who lived during Reconstruction. You Mm -hmm. can say the name of someone who lived during the Civil War. You can say the name of someone... You can say the name of someone to where you're not always talking about Dr. King. You're mm-hmm. not always talking about Malcolm X because in your family, that was a Dr. King. That's true. In your family, that was a Malcolm X. In your family, that was a Sojourner Truth. In your family, that was every single individual that we talk about every year around the same time, same place. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to belittle anyone. I am just saying, if we're going to grow, and if we're going to continue this process, you have to be able to place members in your family or members from your friend's family in the timelines of history. You know, so mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, that was my follow-up to what mm-hmm. I heard you say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to leave our our listeners with something additional to think about. So what do you have to say? I agree. You know, whenever I've looked at genealogy from the very beginning, I guess because of the way history, my family history was taught to me, I did put it in timelines. And sometimes you're shocked when you put it in timelines because you don't really understand the length of time your family has existed if you find that one person. Because like you said, if you go back and you look at the 1870 census, the very first census that we categorized as individual families with names, surnames and last names and dates of birth, you go and you find that family and you'll be surprised within that family group is probably a grandparent or a parent And like you said, they were born 1820, 1810. And this tells you how long they were there. And if they were born 1810, then that means their parents are born even further back than that. Right. But you've got to want to look and learn and and think about timelines of history and who you are. Mm -hmm. So you're right, you know. I, the, and trust me, the snakes and slugs is just a metaphor for people who are not working in your best interest. Right. So I want to make that clear to people. You know, it's a metaphor for people who put roadblocks in your path. Mm-hmm. The roadblock that you just mentioned is 
saying, I can't find the records. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't find the records if, number one, you don't look. And you can't find the records if you don't know where to start. Right. So I would encourage everyone, if you know your mother, your father's name, go back into the census records. Go back. 1880 census is free to everyone. Right. I don't think we ever mentioned that. Mm -hmm. It's free to everyone. The Latter-day Saints, what we call Mormons, they put out the 1880 census for everybody. They own it. But it's also in the public library. That's right. On microfilm. It's on microfilm in the public library. You go to the public library, most public libraries can give you access to Ancestry. Right. Because they have a, a, a link into Ancestry. And if you ask, someone will point you to the right area to be in to begin your search. Okay, Martha. All right. Close us out. I'm going to say to everyone, and to you especially, Frank, Mm -hmm. thank you for so much that you do. You do a lot for your community, and you certainly do a lot for us with these podcasts that we put out weekly. So I want to say to everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of our audience and part of our family. We're going to say to you, as we always tell you, always be good. And we love you. And we love you.